0: Quick, before we get into this episode, you need to know that I'm not a financial advisor, and the trades discussed in this episode are for examples only and definitely not a recommendation as I'm simply using some real stock and option data and information just to illustrate a few concepts. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and in this episode, we're going to talk about trading options with as little as $100 or less. And I wanted to do this episode because a lot of people get into options trading simply because there's a low cost of entry. There's a lot of very cheap options out there. And as you'll listen to, and as you probably already know, the cheapest ones aren't always best. And what a lot of beginners don't quite understand is that the amount of risk they are taking for these lower priced options even though it's a small amount of money the amount you're risking is actually pretty high in relative terms and if you want to stay in this game for the long haul and actually grow your account or create income when you start with a smaller amount of money you want to treat it with respect grow that account so that you can scale your strategy over time. So we're going to walk through a couple concepts to get us trading with less money and a higher probability of profit. We don't want to just buy the cheapest options and hope they go to the moon, right? And there's a few basic things I want you to understand first when it comes to this so that we can maximize the amount of money that you're actually risking, even if it's only $100. And the first concept I want to cover is that all options positions are leveraged. This means that Whatever type of options trade you place, it is a leveraged position, whether you're buying or selling, doesn't matter. Now, this can be a good thing, but can also backfire on you if you buy or sell too many contracts. And one of the most common mistakes I see is with people who are used to trading stocks and they only want to risk, let's say, 5% on a trade or something like that. Now, risking 5% or so of a stock position seems reasonable, but if you only want to risk 5% when you're trading options, you're going to have a really hard time because they're leverage. You have to give it uh, a little bit more room to work, and we're going to talk about an example here in a second. Now, let's talk through an example with Tesla, and as I'm recording this, the stock is all over the place, but it was about $195 earlier today. Now let's first talk about buying shares of the stock and not the options just to kind of get a baseline here for every share that you purchase of Tesla or any stock you will make or lose a dollar. If the stock moves up or down or dollar, this is our Delta and this is how it works with options too, but it makes a lot, a lot of sense when you're just buying shares. If you buy one share of of Tesla and the stock goes up the dollar, you've made a dollar, This is called delta again. If you buy 50 shares of Tesla, you will have a delta of 50, meaning if the stock goes up a dollar, then you would make $50. But the thing about stock is you're gonna need for this particular trade for 50 shares of Tesla at 195, you're gonna need about $9,750 to do this. And this is without any you know margin considerations or anything like that. So if the stock moves up to $200 from 195, you would basically make $5 per share times the $50, which gets you about $250 in profit on your $9,750 allocation. So this would be about a two to 3% gain on the money that you've allocated for that trade. Now let's say you want to reduce your risk by using a stop loss with your shares of stock. If you were to place a stop at 190, which is $5 lower than the price, that's about a two to 3% stop. Um, that way, if the trade goes against you, you would only use, lose about $250 of your $9,750 allocation. Again, about a 2.5% loss. So this you know, pretty reasonable, right? You can have bigger stops and targets and all that stuff, but just in a general sense, in this type of trade, you're risking 2 or 3% of the money you've allocated, right? Now, if you don't have or you don't want to allocate $9,750, Instead of buying the stock, you could buy a single call option, and this is where the leverage comes in. With the stock trading at 195 you could buy a single at-the-money call option with about 30 days to expiration for about $1,600. Now, this option has a delta of 54, which is pretty close to having the same amount of delta as owning that 50 shares of stock. So again, we're still comparing delta here. Options have a certain delta, and that's how much the option will win or lose for every dollar the stock moves up. And so one share of stock has a delta of one, but this particular option has a delta, it was actually 54. So it is a leveraged position because you're using less money to get more gains or losses, in this case, delta 54, uh, when when the stock moves up and down. Now, if you bought that option for $1,600 and the stock actually moved up, to $200 from 195 to 200, you could make a similar amount of money, let's call it two or $300, but you're only risking about 1600 or you're only allocating about 1600. And in this case, that might be closer to a 30% gain on the money you've allocated, whereas the stock purchase would only be at a two to 3% gain. So options are a levered position. So if you make 2 to 3% on the stock, you might make 20 to 30% at least for this example. Now obviously there's a lot of other factors when it comes to options pricing, but I wanted to do just a quick example of how options are leveraged and this also works in reverse. Now in the hypothetical Tesla trade, if the stock actually does nothing or even drops, you could easily lose half or all of the $1,600 for that particular option contract. So again, the point here is that options are leveraged and that you can lose all of the money that you allocate to a position even more depending on the type of options trade you actually put on. With a call option though, like the one we just went over, you can only lose the full amount that you paid for it. So we're risking $1,600 if the market does not move up basically in that particular trade. All right, the next thing we wanna cover is let's, Actually get down to trading with a hundred dollars or less, but let's do it in kind of a a smart way So let's say you're bullish on Tesla still and you want to get long We already talked about buying a single call option at sixteen hundred dollars and obviously there's some variations or buying the stock at 195 dollars buying 50 shares the riskier way to get your cost down is to shorten the days to expiration and Buy farther out of the money. So for example, You could buy the 217 and a half call option that expires in three days for only $95. But the probability that you actually make any money from that trade is about 7%. So it's super low probability. If the stock is trading at 195, it needs to move up five, 10% like right away for you to make any money on that $95. So yeah, that's the easy way to reduce your costs is just shorten the duration and buy farther out of the money. But this is closer to a lotto ticket, which you'll see people talk about online, which basically translate into uh, some level of gambling. Um, It is a low risk way, and if you're right on your opinion, you can make a lot of money, but the probability that that's gonna happen is just super low and i don't think that's what the kind of strategy you're going to you're going to want to scale over time to grow your account so let's talk about a better way and again you want to get long tesla for less and one way to do this is buying a bull call spread that is buying one call option in a certain expiration and selling another call option in that same expiration and again as i'm recording this now tesla's moved around a little bit but Um, Now it's trading at $191, but you could buy an at-the-money call spread for $170. Now, the most you can lose on this bull call spread is the $170, so it's similar to a call option where the most you can lose is the debit that you paid for it. But if Tesla were to move up just a couple dollars and stay above that short strike, You could easily make over $100 on this trade. So you're allocating 170 with the ability to make over $100 on this trade during the duration as long as the stock does go up. The main purpose of the bull call spread or a debit spread, it's a vertical debit spread, really is to reduce the cost of your trade and increase the probability that you'll actually make money. Now, I know we're not down to trading with just $100 yet. We That last example was $170. And we've been talking at Tesla again, which now is about $197 and it's moving all over the place today, really a big mover. So there's two main reasons why we can't get this Tesla bull call spread down to under $100 without going out of the money like I, I talked about earlier. And here's why. Options, as you know, are derivatives of stock. So the price of the stock actually matters. Stocks that are more expensive, the options are gonna be more expensive, and stocks that are cheaper or lower price will have options that are cheaper as well. Now, when it comes to trading spreads, the other factor is the width of the strikes that are available on the options chain. For Tesla, for example, the expiration I looked at, the strike width in the option chain was $2.50. But if you look at a stock like Amazon, they actually have option strikes that are only a dollar wide, and that stock is only at $100. So an at the money bull spread in Amazon could cost you as little as $52 or $50 if you're buying one strike in the money and the next strike out of the money and you can make as much as $40 or $50. So you can literally double your money if you're right on that. And again, the most you can lose is the amount that you paid for that call spread. So spreading your options off is what we call it, can reduce the cost, which in turn can reduce your risk as you can lose the entire amount of a call spread, and similar to buying a single option. Now you can also take the same concept and trade bear put spreads where you're buying a put and then selling another put to reduce your cost, And that way you would make money when the stock moves lower. So you're still able to trade both sides of the market, trading spreads. There's also credit spreads, which we're not gonna talk about in this episode. Check out episode two if you wanna learn about uh, credit spreads. So I hope this gave you something to think about the next time you wanna reduce your cost and increase your probability. Instead of going farther out of the money, consider doing a spread either bull spread or bear spread so you can reduce that cost and you are capping your gains a little bit if the market does go through the roof or totally tank you'll limit your gains but you're also limiting your risk and you're increasing the profitability of profit so i hope that helps thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next episode